this the first break podcast it wouldn't be a friday uh if i wasn't muted look i'm just gonna start thinking it's some kind of conspiracy it's not i'm sorry i'm, I'm being silenced here bad at the podcast i'm sorry <laughs> being silenced they'll give me a guardian form. um yeah. hello it's welcome uh we're back again we're live uh we are here to talk about board games and all kinds of things and there's a lot to talk about and then we've got a fun game that i've come up with this week uh, that you can play along with later the joy in matt jarvis's eyes i can see yeah uh i am forever joyful yeah Uh, there you are (laughs) it's the thing people most associate with me uh Hello, I'm Matt Javis. I am joined, obviously, by two wonderful members of the Dicebreaker team, Liv Kennedy. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, it's me. I'm Liv Kennedy. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you so much, Matt Javis. Excellent. <laughs> and of course, Alex Meehan. Hello. Hello. Uh, for a little bit, I thought Liv said she was a hedgehog. Sorry. I am a hedgehog. Uh, it's good to meet you. Yeah. 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 That's true. Okay. Well, that's sweet. Do you go into people's gardens and eat cat food? Um. Yeah. Yeah. You don't they have to be to... a hedgehog to do that, me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there used to be a hedgehog that did that at my parents' house. Oh. They would, they, I, we could hear them rumbling around in the garden. Rumbling? You yeah, say? Yeah, like mm. crashing about. They made wow, that's a large noise. hedgehog. Yeah. yeah, Harry the Hedgehog, I think we called him. Oh, lovely. Um, he'd eat the remains in the, the cat bowls, and then he would go behind the bin and sort of squat back behind there and hang out. And then one time, I'm pretty really sure that. we heard him with a friend. Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah, uh, hedgehogging. Uh, hedgehogging, indeed. Yeah, hedgehogging yeah. up the garden. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, if folks aren't aware, you should cut holes in the bottom of your garden fence so hedgehogs can get out. Thank you for being nice to hedgehogs. Mm, uh, just cut, cut a little arch, and they can yeah. walk through. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, a gateway. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You can also, yeah, make an interdimensional gateway also for your hedgehogs yeah, uh, so they can pass through to the to the uh, other side. Surely well, that's obvious. Matt. End up with a lot more than hedgehogs if you do that. I guarantee mm, it. Yeah. Uh, Space you have a borog in your garden. A borog. Yes. Yeah. Please, a borog is found in the depths of the earth. It doesn't exist in a different dimension, Mian. This is very clearly laid out. I mean, the depth. So you're saying to me right now. That there are bullrogs in the depth of this earth. Not this earth. Well, then another dimension, middle right? Earth, the earth between here and the other one. Because it's in the middle. Oh, okay. Oh, middle it, right. <laughs> if you can tell from this intro, we're here to chat about tabletop games, which we're going to get into right now by asking Alex Meehan, what Hello. have you been playing lately? What have I been playing? Regale us of your tabletop mm-hmm. tales. Tell all. Oh. Let me put my uh, wizard's hat on and my pipe in. Boop. Pipe yep. in. Boop. Boop. <laughs> There's a slot. There you go. Yeah. I'll tell you a tale of board games that I've been playing. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Alex Mean. And various other things. Yes. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, this past week, we, well, myself, Chase, our uh, news writer mm-hmm. from across the pond, not in another dimension. And that we know. Mr. Jarvis uh, played Perudo. Yes, we did. Yes. Last week, yeah. We played a board game arena version. Uh, which uses the... the Is it the one that won the Spill the Yard? I think so. So it's the Ismode edition of mm. Liar's Dice. I think it was released by Ismode as Liar's Dice. Mm. But it is also known as Perudo. So yeah... Um, 
yeah, as me and alludes, this is this is an old game. It's existed, I think, for centuries. Yes, it's like yeah. a very traditional game, uh, but it was repackaged in the early 2000s. I think, including either as the sole designer or as one of the co-designers, Richard Garfield of Magic the Gathering mm. Play. And then, then it won the Spiel des Jahres, the kind of biggest award in board gaming, for a game that already existed, and they kind of put in it. They did, they did change some of the rules and some okay. of the scoring methods, but, but the game is essentially the same. Bit um, cheeky. Which is, yeah, one yeah. of, I think, the cheek, the cheekier... Uh, Bit cheeky, that, that win, as, I yeah. think. Cheeky also, Peruno's great, but I don't think he deserves a Spiel des Jahres. <laughs> like... What else did they have to choose from that year? Was it a particularly bad year? There, there is, there is, um, yeah, infamously kind of a run of Spiel des winners that are just a bit kind of naff. Yeah, um, shame. There are the ones that go to games that just no one ever remembers, like ever, and then they're the ones that go to games where I'm like, I mean, it's a great game. Like we love. Mm -hmm. We stand Perudo slash Liars Dice. But I just feel like it's just, it's like, did the mind win? No, no. I don't think the mind won the year it came out. Oh, the mind. I, I know the mind. Yeah. I've never really liked the mind. <laughs> the mind the mind is one of those divisive games that, yeah, you, you either really like it. Yeah. It's just, it's just not. I good. like, the thing is, I like it well enough. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan. in love with it, but I do know quite a lot of people who don't like it. Too much but chance. Perudo <laughs> slash Lies Dice is, mm -hmm. as Matthew Jarvis explained to Chase, the game that they play in Pirates of the Caribbean 2, yeah. Dead Man's Chest. I was literally about to be like, I think I've played that before. Oh, that's where it was. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's the one that Bill Nye Squidman. Squidman. Yeah, that's his name, yeah. yeah. Squidman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, very talented on the organ. Um, yeah. <laughs> face tentacles. What? I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Um, he, they play this game where you each have a set of dice, they're D6s. Yes. And you each uh, round roll your dice under a cup. Well, you roll it in the cup mm -hmm. and then you flap. I don't know, flap's the right word. You. Uh, Anna yeah, you slam it down. Yeah, your cup down. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you check what dice you've got. Mm -hmm. And then you just make bids on like how many of each type of dice you think are in the game. Oh, That's yeah. Central, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I was trying to think of if it was like you have to be like, I have the highest number of dice or not number, number of nah. dice, but highest number. But yeah. Uh, I'd like to make a quick, quick correction. It was in 1993. Uh, that it came out not the early 2000s uh, it just turns out that i've been been on this planet for longer than i would like 93 um see another thing yes. we were discussing yesterday how great the year 1993 is i was born I mean, you were <laughs> i i was born hocus pocus Will, came out i was just sat there uh the spiel of the Yara's <laughs> winner was that um whatever we were just talking about Bruno. and also Bruno, and also <laughs> Right, yeah. And also, um, Supermarket Sweep uh, came out. Really? You, you on the day I was on the day you were born. On the day I was born, yes. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Peruda. <laughs> Jesus was heralded by a star. You were heralded by a Supermarket Sweep. By Dale. Dale with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just a game where you say, "Oh, I, um, I bet there are four frees in between all of us, so not just in your die, mm. dice pool." 
but in the other players' dice pools, and then someone will like raise it by saying, oh, I think there are five threes between all of us. Or they can say, I think there are like four fives, is it? Like, yeah, so you, you always have to raise one of the numbers, either the yeah. value or the number of dice. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you get called out and they're like, no, I don't think there is that many, and there isn't, then you lose a die. <gasps> if there is that many, the person who called you out loses the die. Mm -hmm. And then you just keep going until you're the last person with a, with a die left. Yeah, oh. it's a good game. And who won? Mr. Jarvis, who was it? Uh, oh, I can't actually remember. Me and was it you? I know that it wasn't me. It uh, was me, yeah. I, I played very badly. Uh, I, I mean, it's a luck-based game. I think I lost well. about luck three or four of my five starting dice before you or Chase lost a single die. <laughs> uh, it was it's a good time for me. I am I'm notoriously terrible at lying. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Mm, um, it's, yeah, it's a great a, game. You're such a good, honest boy. Yeah. It's not that. No, I'm just despicable to people's faces. Um, oh, good. good to know. <laughs> but yeah, Perudo, Perudo is one of those games that like is a family classic for me. Like my family play it all the time. It's one oh. of the three games they bring out alongside Pit. Uh, oh, Pit, yeah. Something else that I've forgotten. But it's Pit, Perudo, or something else. Camel Up, right? Uh, that's on my mum's. On my mum's side is Camel Up. But this the Camel is on, my, on my dad's side ah. yeah, is Perudo, uh, etc. So. Yeah, Liar's Dice is great. I think Perudo is a better name. Like, Liar's Dice is, it just sounds a bit flat to me. I, I really like yeah, the name Liar's Dice. I like it. Uh, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it just upsets me that it's singular possessive rather than plural possessive because there can be multiple liars in the game. Liars is his dice, yeah. <laughs> See, Mr. Jarvis, that is just one of your little, gra I call them grammar particulars, mm -hmm. where it's like, it's not technically correct necessarily. There are multiple ways of doing it. You just like doing it mm. in this very particular oh, yeah. way. Uh, hmm. Yes. Uh, thanks to Sarah in the chat. She reminded me that the other game that my my dad's side of the family likes to play is Pass the Pigs. Cute. Mm -hmm. Pass the Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, yeah. Pass the Pigs is surprisingly it holds up for one of, one of the, it's it's just chucking dice, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, like I've seen a box of it. Oh. It had pigs on it. Yeah, they're little, they're little rubber pigs and they bounce and they've got spots on one side. Oh, sounds like a treat. Multi sided dice. Oh, and if yeah. they touch, it's called making bacon and you lose all your points. Oh. <laughs> so you don't, don't, don't let the pigs make bacon. No. Um, okay. I won't. Wait, hang on. How do we interpret that? Is it like. Uh, well, look, doing it's it. just. It... Oh, they're having children. Pigs <laughs> <laughs> doing it. <laughs> well, because when you say. Because I guess. As someone who doesn't eat pigs, I don't uh, like thinking of them automatically in the form of bacon. No, no it's not that if they're they not, touch, I've... they're shipped off to the abattoir. Yeah, that's not... I... <laughs> oh. oh, it's not. The other day, um, well, myself and Chloe have been uh, watching Hell's Kitchen just constantly. Oh, it's it's our new background uh, thing. Mm. Um, and the the contestants came outside and Gordon Ramsay was in front of like a, ping, a, a, a pen full of little piggies running around. Oh. And me and Chloe almost burst into tears like, why aren't we vegetarians? Why are we doing this? Oh, bad time. So yeah, it sounds like a harrowing game. The <laughs> Pass the Pigs game. The, the trauma of Pass the Pigs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, the fact they haven't made like a licensed Okja version is a, yeah, a mm -hmm. real missed opportunity. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. With Tilda Swinton in it. 
Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you, yeah. If you if you cry at Hell's Kitchen, don't watch Ultra. Okay. Okay. No. Watch. No. I mean, I'm more of a kitchen nightmares kind of person. But... I, we also love a bit of kitchen nightmares. Yeah. yeah. My so... my favorite bit is whenever Gordon Ramsay goes into the kitchen, and then he opens the fridge and he's just pulling stuff out, saying, "What is this? What is that? What, what is, is that? that? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. just yeah, just big old tubs of like old butter or something. Yeah, mm. one of uh, my new one of my new favorite things is to when Gordon complains about something being underdone. Imagine he's just doing a really weird dinosaur impression because he's just going raw. <laughs> it's raw. <laughs> It's raw. Bass yeah. is raw. Yeah. Raw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we also played Yahtzee. We did. Yes, we did play Yahtzee. On board game arena. We played we played vanilla Yahtzee because as we discovered last week, there is a there is a spam themed Yahtzee. Uh, and also a cup oh noodle themed Yahtzee. Yeah, I remember you, but, you posted yeah. about that in the Slack. But we just we just played plain old Yahtzee. Mm. Uh, I genuinely don't know who the spam Yahtzee is is marketed to. Big spam fans. There's Big a, spam a, fans. The thriving spam community. Um, you are talking I, about I'm meat thing, assume, right? There's the at meat, least yeah. one recipe book out there that is Great. just spam recipes. Yeah, pro it was probably released in like 1972 or something. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I've Spam's got... heyday. Yeah, I mean, let's just face mm -hmm. it. Who eats spam these days? Um... I will say, I believe I don't know whether spam is a US thing. So just to briefly you definitely explain, definitely can get it in the UK. Can, yeah, I think it's UK. In the US. Oh, sorry. Are you saying you don't know if it translates? Yes, to the US? that's okay, what I'm sorry. saying. Um, it is. Imagine <laughs> just bits of an animal put through like a blender thing, and then shaped into like a like a. I don't know, like a rectangle or something. Mm, and then that's in a tin. And that's what spam is. Um, me and yeah. you said 1973, but it's actually the opposite, kind of. It's 1937. <laughs> oh, whoa. Wow. Well, yeah, no. Spam's yeah. been around for ages mm. because um, it's just like a. It's just. Was it introduced in the war or for the war? Like, it's for a what rations? Of like corned beef and stuff, yeah, around during like the Victorian era and stuff. But like, yeah, spam was just like, let's get all these bits of the meat that people don't usually eat and just put them into one wholesome uh, <laughs> meal. Um, the chat, is, the chat saying, is going mad for spam right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all about spam. Chat loves spam. <laughs> I think it, yeah. it's like it's come back Spam into fam. fashion in some ways. It's I think cheap. because it, yeah, because it's it's cheap and versatile. Yeah. So shout, I mean, shout out to spam, spam I guess. Yeah. Shout out. If you're, if you're into Sponsor it, us. <laughs> sponsored by spam. <laughs> Um, I'll be sponsored by spam. Spam's all that basically comes out of my mouth. So, <laughs> out of my mouth and into my inbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. With Yahtzee, it was bad times for me. It's like I was being punished by, uh, for my good game of Perudo. Um, yeah, I just my luck was all over the place. It weren't good. And uh, was Chase. Wait, you ran away with it, right? I did. Didn't yes. you, Matt? Yeah. you won. You won by quite a lot, actually, from what yeah. I remember. But I did, I did get a Yahtzee, oh, uh, which is five of a kind. So you roll five dice um, and try to get. Yeah. Various so all hands, your uh... all your complaining 
Don't, much. Oh, please, please, don't paint me this way on, on national podcast. Uh, yeah, you sounded like Bill Turner, just moaning in your corner. Um, yeah, and then I also happened to play uh, Yahtzee with my friend last weekend. Mm. For some reason, it was just one that popped out. We needed a quick game. They were like, I've got a Yahtzee set here. I was like, okay. Uh, and that one I also did not do well. Although, I think I won by a single point, but we both did badly. Yahtzee is definitely one of those games that it will do you dirty. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is almost entirely luck, right? It's like, you, you get to choose which um, yeah, there is... scoreboard you fill in when, but most of it, if you, if you roll NAF, you just roll NAF. And That's it. Yeah. Just, just deal with it. Um, we also played a game called Jaipur. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is not a game I've played before, but I've seen it around. Mm, seen it a lot. It's quite a popular two-player game. Yes. Um, and now I can see why, because it was very good. Yeah, mm. I enjoyed it. It's uh, one of those two-player games that I could see myself, like, really getting into <laughs> in terms of just popping out um, uh, and playing it. It's a card game where the idea is that you want to collect the same colours of cards and then you exchange those cards for little point tokens. Uh, and uh, the more cards you're able to exchange, the better. So, like, exchange in one go. Mm-hmm. So um, the higher amount of cards, if you, for example, exchanged five cards, you get um, all the tokens that color and you also get uh like a token for exchanging having exchanged five cards and that will have like a random amount of points uh on the other side as well so it's a very simple game but oh boy it's cutthroat (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah because like obviously you you can kind of see what your opponent's been taking Mm. and if you pay attention to that then you can deliberately take certain colors of cards just to just to mess with them. Mm-hmm. And like the 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 certain types of cards, there are more of certain types of cards of others. So the the cards where there are fewer of them in the deck, the point tokens are worth more. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like the more common ones are like oh there's. There's like a brown color that's like oh ones and twos i think three is the max like token amount that you can get um and you play three rounds of that um whoever gets the maharajas is it the maharaja token yeah i think so um that that's like you win that when you get the most points on that round and if Mm. someone gets two of those then they win the game so the match you'd be going is three rounds, really. Um, uh, yeah, it was very good fun. We played like several rounds of that, and now I'm like, I want my own copy. Mm, it cool. is, yeah. Jaipur is fantastic. Uh, yeah. One might say it's one of the best two-player games. Well, uh, as I think one Michael Willswillen uh, expressed in a video some time back. Probably. Yeah, did yeah. say that. Yeah. is really, really good. No, we stand Jaipur. Also, mm-hmm. camels. Camel. Yes, there are camels in it. There are camels. Okay. Because I think the the original had a sneaky reference to Zularesso, uh, because there was like a a panda on one of the camel cards because they were both contesting I think for certain awards at the same time, 
so there was like a, a cameo in oh. Japan. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Mm. My camera's gone apparently on the stream for some reason. It has, yes. Oh, here we are. I think that's a me problem, so. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> right. Uh, me, oh, is that everything it's you've gone been again. Yeah, it's gone again. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm no. just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, <laughs> we also went to our lovely board game cafe uh, in Portsmouth. Oh yeah, you went to Portsmouth. Yeah, and there we played a game called Men at Work, which is a dexterity game uh, where you have to balance these different beams uh, on top of each other and the little workers mm -hmm. that are working on the construction site, and you have to balance beams and workers according to the cards that you draw, like from the deck, and if something falls off, then you've You've had an accident. Oh no! Oh no! And you you get one of your security certificates taken away from you. But if you do especially well, then oh my god, what's her name? The security officer mm -hmm. has a very Rita. Rita is impressed. Yeah, oh. I love Rita. <laughs> yeah, there's a card that you can draw from the deck called uh, she's the Rita card. Mm -hmm. And anytime someone puts like a work or or a beam on the highest point of the whole construction, then you get a little medal, an employee of the month, because Rita was impressed. Wow. So we all really wanted to do that. It's my nan's uh, name, I so like- straight away. <laughs> I, I want Rita to be impressed as well, so. You lost. Mm, oh. We all want Rita to be impressed. Yeah, yeah, I lost almost straight away. Like, um, I just kept balancing things badly. But you keep having accidents. Mm, Rita went like that. Many workers' yeah. lives were, oh God. were endangered oh, that's... by my actions. Dark. Mm. Well, in the game, it's kind of like, oh, you've had an accident. <laughs> then it's like, oh, don't balance beams <laughs> on the sound like something heads. very different. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. We had, we had a good time with that game. We also played a bit of Clank. Mm -hmm. Which we stand. We love Clank. Love that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we didn't finish though because the people I was uh, playing with, I had to teach as well. And the game can take a bit of time to teach because there's a few things that you need to kind of cover. And if people aren't familiar with deck building games as well, it takes mm -hmm. some time. In the end, the people in the cafe were like, "I'm sorry, we need you to leave." <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, because they were trying to back up. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, other than that, what did we play together on the stream this week, Liv? Seven Wonders Architect. That's what we played. <laughs> did, yeah, did you want to go into wife. it? Glass wife. Glass wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a Let's Play of uh, Seven Wonders Architect on the channel right now um, from yesterday. So you can go check that out if you would like to see um, the sequel to Seven Wonders uh, by Antoine Bowser. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know whether it's a sequel or no. whether it's a spin-off. I ah. would probably call it a spin-off. Okay. Um, but it's interesting. So, like, Seven Wonders Architects is a game where you, you want to get victory points to win, just like in the original. Mm -hmm. But uh, the way you gain cards is very different from the original. Uh, also, I think Matt is frozen again. 
Um, yeah, no, he is. Yep. Point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a formal apology. This, the is, this is definitely my internet acting up. I'm in the middle of nowhere. This is the best I could get. <laughs> uh, carry on. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, um, Yeah, so the way you get victory points can be from acquiring cards. Some cards have victory points mm. uh, on them. You can also get victory points from building your wonder mm -hmm. um, and from winning fights. Yes, there is a fight um, option. There's a war option. Peace is not the only option. Yeah. Um, which is a there lot is of fun. the option for violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Finally. So... Whereas in the original Seven Wonders, uh, you take cards from, uh, like, you, you you pass around a hand of cards and you choose one from that and then pass it around to someone else. Uh, in Seven Wonders Architects, you just have decks on, like, either side of you um, that you can choose to take from. Or there's, like, a mystery deck in the middle that's, like, facing out. Mystery box. Mystery yeah. box, yeah. Uh, and just take a card and play it on your turn well play it into your area and then if, if you collect enough resources for example you can uh, build part of your wonder and that can give you like victory points or sometimes it can allow you to use your, your special, special ability mm -hmm. uh, other cards are like oh you're gonna gain soldiers oh you gain um, a victory points and there's like a cat thing that you can take and like it allows you to look at the top card of the mystery deck and decide <laughs> whether you want to take it mm -hmm. and also gives I you an extra two victory points at the end good cap it's a good cap it is a good cap <laughs> we love cats yeah. yeah um it was fine i don't know i just really like original seven wonders i think it's so good and this one is I would I have think... loved it to be a bit, a little bit longer. I thought it ended a bit too quickly. That's that was my criticism. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, my big criticism of it is I feel like the thing that already works about Seven Wonders is is the drafting element of it. And when you take that away, and it's kind of like drafting, but it's not the same. Like you're not. You're not sharing that pool of cards in the same way as you do in the original. Um, also, I feel like it's missing a lot of the combo sort of stuff that you can do in the original by acquiring certain science cards or like acquiring cards that allow you to acquire different resources. Mm. And in the original Seven Wonders, you can you've got a special resource that you can provide other players if they choose to pay you money to use it. <laughs> And it's definitely more straightforward, Seven Wonders Architects. Uh, but I always thought Seven Wonders was fairly accessible as it is. Like, mm. um, I don't feel like you needed to make it even more accessible. Um, yeah, I, I just think Seven Wonders Architects is fine. Mm -hmm. There's just not really... You just don't do an awful lot. <laughs> it's very dependent on like what cards are available, and sometimes you just your go is entirely. I'm just going to take this useless card that doesn't really do much. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in in the drafting original Seven Wonders, maybe towards the end you might get cards. You're like, oh, this is a bit naff. But like initially, at least you will get some some good ones, and then you can actually develop a strategy from there. Mm -hmm. Whereas in Architects, I feel like 
you're not really developing strategies. It's more like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> there you go. Mm. All right. Uh, Liv, over to you. What else have you been playing lately? Well, uh, let's. I think I've got a fairly small list this week. Uh, yeah, I know it's been a busy week, so I haven't been playing as much. But um, as being said, played Seven Wonders. I quite like it. Uh, as somebody who hasn't played Seven Wonders and has now played Seven Wonders Architect, um, I'm now curious to see what Seven Wonders is about. It's much better. <laughs> I assumed you would say that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I definitely want to give it a look. Um, but yeah, I guess this one, uh, it, forgive me if uh, you disagree, but Seven Wonders looks, I guess, a bit less family friendly. Is that a thing? Or yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's, 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 it's got more going on. Yeah, mm. it's more complex. Yeah, like so, it just looks like a, a architect looks like it's a bit more like oh, play this fun game with your kids and your and your parents and blah blah blah. You know, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there are better games that do that sort of thing. Though, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm. I feel like they didn't need to take Seven Wonders and then do that. I feel like hey, these are really great family games that you can play that are more fun than Seven Wonders Architects. But sure. yeah, it's fine. I like, we we were complimenting how everything goes away really nicely. Yeah. <laughs> the packing yeah. up process was Yeah, this game's lovely. so great when you put it away. Uh, <laughs> although, to be fair, it was quite nice. It, it, everything goes into these little rectangle things and they slot away very nicely. But yeah, yeah it's, it's nice. Pleasing. Very, very nicely organised. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, apart from that, um, so, oh yeah, I told you both and Wheels about this last week, but my partner Chloe managed to find the one and the only ghost stories that mm. is what Last Bastion, um, was based on originally, um, uh, by Antoine Bowser again. Um, yeah, ghost stories is the harder version of, uh, Last Bastion and Chloe found it. So that's, that's. School. Yeah, which is incredible, really, because it is—it's hard to track down. Like, yeah, because they—they don't make any more, literally. So. Mm. Yeah, no, she was like, I was confused because I just found it on Amazon, and I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> you're just very lucky, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was very kind of it. Um, and uh, I think we went to start setting it up, um, but like as like we started um, getting distracted by other things and knowing how hard Last Bastion is already. I think we started to play it and we were like oh no this is this is a, an entirely different beast let's put this away for now and then we're gonna go back to it when we are when we have the capacity to deal with it um but yeah like it's um there are a few differences in that like um in in last bastion you can always use a bastion um unless i think it has a doom on it or something like that it's been a little while but in in ghost stories you can like you have to like flip over certain tiles and they're completely unusable and um yeah i can see why it's a little bit harder than last bastion so yeah um yeah, yeah. i mean it sounded like last bastion was already pretty hard mm. considering you said that you haven't beaten it yet no. <laughs> uh, so it's like here's an even harder version of an already hard yeah. <laughs> oh, but I'm, um, I'm excited to give it a go <laughs> yeah I think the thing that really draws me to ghost stories rather than Last Bastion is mm. like the art style and the theme I feel like mm. it's just a lot more solid um, 
it's just a lot more unique mm. it's like um is it is it like japanese yokai am i correct in this from from what i've seen it's like um uh you play as um you play as a monk um i believe is it monk um there's stories yeah 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 that's um yeah the, the background on it that's pretty much what i got um it's <laughs> chinese chinese mm -hmm. um ghosts and so on i don't know if there mm. are like um Zhongxi and so on in there but mm. i believe it's like the thing is chinese mythology or mm. okay i'm not 100 sure but mm. um i don't know when i look at the front of that box compared to last last bastion the it's like fantasy which yeah. is fine but you see it kind of everywhere mm. whereas when you look at ghost stories you're like oh what's look this mm. this looks weird i like this <laughs> look at that weird thing i love it um <laughs> i like this thing yeah, yeah this thing looks interesting mm -hmm. um but yeah so i uh, can't wait to properly give that a go when our brains aren't ready to do so um apart from that i've oh i i have also been learning how to play root so i know how to play root now so that's nice um, yeah yeah I, yeah yeah um i quite like the marquees i've sticked with the kitty cats and they and I yeah they hard workers um, <laughs> they play the long game and I like that um, <laughs> um, oh but the um, the bird ones that you were playing Matt I do not see the appeal of them yeah the, oh. the eerie I think are among yeah. the harder the harder factions to get to grips with because as soon as you lose momentum it can be difficult to pick it back up again and they work yeah yeah um I must say like thinking back on it now the fact that you didn't go into turmoil at all when, when we played impressive. super yeah. impressive yeah <laughs> your uh your resilience against the birdie boiler was <laughs> very impressive thank you yeah you had a lot of bird cards in that i did yeah but that's... i was worried about you <laughs> it is uh, like it, it nicely gives a, that risk reward because the bird cards are so much more flexible because you mm -hmm. can use them in any space so as long as you have a unit to do the action mm -hmm. you can do it whereas the, i find the others very difficult to plot out because trying to think turns ahead of like oh i need by the end of this turn i need to have moved something into a fox space so i can roost mm -hmm. in a fox space if there are no fox spaces left it becomes just so difficult mm. so yeah, yeah bird cards I, are tend i tend to go for bird cards mm -hmm. yeah i think having a bird card in build is a good idea like the others i feel like there's a bit more flexibility mm. there um but yeah um, what else live mm. um what else also well a lot of video games to be honest with you we played a bit of uh forewarned together yes we did yeah which was quite yes, fun yes we did <laughs> oh me and face so <laughs> um right so this is a thing that uh will be coming to dice break plus soon um so if you, you're thinking about joining and you weren't sure you can see us getting scared by ghosts soon so that's fun um but uh but yeah we it's uh it's basically a phasmophobia clone right so yeah i mean it's blatantly yeah it, it is, i do love how blatant it is. well not ancient Egypt. It's, it's just Egypt. uh yeah no it is <laughs> it is blatant like you have the um you have the thing you talk into you have the lights mm. you have you know, all the stuff um but yeah basically me and had played before we hadn't 
um, we were like, Amin was like, do you want me to explain it to you? And we were like, yeah, sure. And then we inevitably got carried away with everything. And Amin was like, hey, trying to wrangle us. Like, come, come here, everyone, come here. <laughs> um, sorry, Amin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt Jarvis is making a face. I'm, I'm feeling sheepish. Because, yes, I... I, I, it was, it was like a class teacher. Yeah, it, it really it had like vibes of a school trip mm. uh, where you get off the bus and everyone really? disappears in different directions. And there's Dangerous school trip. Mm -hmm. like a kid stuck inside a well immediately. <laughs> and another one is like up the top of a church tower. Mm. Mm. Matt Jarvis was the kid uh, flinging around toilet paper and throwing used bits of chewing gum about. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> it, metaphorically speaking. Sure. Um, but yeah, fun. Um, it was. It's nice to see. It was nice to like as I've been playing Phasmophobia for eons, like since it literally came out. Um, it was like, oh, this is new and fun, interesting. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit jumpy, which is yeah. Nice. Forewarned is much scarier than Phasmophobia. I have mm. to say, mm. like, I still get a little bit, you know, a little bit scared in Phasmophobia, but mm. not so much anymore. I guess I'm used yeah. to it. I played a lot less of both than I, uh, either of you, but I found Phasmo, I spend so much of my time in it going, is this working as intended? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's like, no nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas with um, Fawn, it was like, oh no, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm running. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be here oh. anymore. Oh, Lord, are you going to come? Getting out of Dodge, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to play more of it. No, it should be fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, so played a bunch of Red Dead Online, which has which has been fun. Um, yeah, that was that was a good time. Um, I'm trying to make my character look like me. I'm currently trying to do little side quests so that I can get her some fancy clothes. That is that's my main goal at the moment. So yeah, <laughs> strong. No, yeah, Thank you. strong ambitions. Yeah, good hat maybe would be lovely. Love yeah, that. yeah. There's a lot of that in that. It was like, I just want, I just want like a slightly nice hat, a slightly yeah, nicer hat, jacket. Really? It's like, okay, to... need to go murder a lot of people for this hat. Yeah. <laughs> Prepare to lose that hat. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you can get it off your horse though. The magical like infinite hat horse. Oh, oh. okay. I did not know that. Yeah, mm. just go to your horse, and the horse always has a hat. Uh, as the famous phrase goes. Uh, yes. You can lead a horse to hats, but you can't. Anyway, can't drink uh, out of a hat. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, is that everything you've been playing, then? That's everything I've been playing. Yeah, that's it. That's me. Uh, excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Uh, in terms of what I've been playing, uh, obviously I played a bit of Perudo, uh, which mm -hmm. I lost. I played a bit of Yahtzee, which I won, uh, and then I've also been playing Blood Bowl, uh, ah. which. So I've been playing it in anticipation of there's Blood Bowl three coming out sometime this year, I believe. Uh, so I was actually playing the online version of Blood Bowl, but I'm uh, since like seeking out a physical copy of uh, Blood Bowl. Uh, so I'm hoping that I, I can see that I froze on the screen, but hopefully you can still hear me. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, sorry. You're in sign, heaven now. You're in bless, bless your uh, heaven. All right. I can see Liv smiling and saying something, so I assume I can be heard. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Blood Bowl. It is, for those who don't know, it's, it's Warhammer football. Um, it's American football rather than soccer. Uh, so it is the factions of classic fantasy Warhammer. So you've got your kind of gobos, you've got your big orcs, you've got your skaven, your rat people, you've got um, like chaos warriors and stuff like that. 
and you go to the pitch and you play football, except it's not really football because you're encouraged to just beat the crap out of everyone else. Well, that's so not you tackle each other, and when you tackle each other, you can knock people out, uh, you can injure them, or they can just straight up die. So Ooh. they can just die on the pitch. Um, it's very dark, it's very satirical in kind of the way that early Warhammer stuff was. Ooh, yeah. um, you can choose to foul. So if someone is on the floor, you can deliberately foul them. That's fine. And it's a roll to see if the ref spots you. Uh, and if oh. you're spotted, you get sent off. But yeah, so if someone goes down, they you can then just end up as kind of a pile on of people stamping on them so they don't get back up. Wow. It's brutal. Wow. Um, That's not allowed. Come but on. As I wrote for the site earlier this week, so I, I played Blood Bowl um, a few years ago uh, when the 2016 set came out. And I really, really liked it. I think, honestly, it's... Maybe my favorite miniatures game is certainly like yeah. something I prefer to Warhammer. Mm. And part of the reason of that is that it's just very funny. And <laughs> even when you are okay. failing, uh, as I did, because I got absolutely stomped in two of the matches that two of the three matches that I played. Mm. One of them I lost four nil. The other one I lost two nil. Uh, and the one that I won, I squeaked a two one win. <laughs> but part of the the fun of it is that even when you fail roles it's just very amusing to watch like it's a yeah. really good spectator game um like when we were playing the physical version uh there were two of my friends playing and then the rest of us were just watching because it is like watching a sport i say as someone that doesn't like sports at all yeah um what it's more akin to something like wrestling it's more like sports entertainment mm -hmm. uh because for instance if you run with the ball so say that the you know you're trying to get to the the end goal so you, when you get on the final square holding the ball you score a touchdown and you can move a certain distance depending on your character, but you can also go for it, which means you roll for every extra square you move. And if you fail that, you slip over ah. and drop the ball and sometimes injure yourself, sometimes just, again, if you roll too badly on the injury chart, you can just die. You just, that, you can oh, just fall over oh, and die. Like, slip <laughs> on a banana peel. Like, that's that's terrifying. That's like my ultimate fear. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really funny. It's made extra funny because mm. all the characters are Warhammer, people because so you've got these massive hulking chaos warriors who are stomping along like crushing like small skaven rats like charging to the end get to the final square slip over like just face plant into the dirt drop the ball uh it's really funny um and yeah like i say it, it's kind of hard to be even though i lost very very significantly uh i was still having a really fun time because yeah. like it captures the best of uh what dice games can be like in warhammer if you take a shot and you miss it, there's just kind of nothing that really happens it's like oh i missed like mm -hmm. i'll try and shoot again next turn in this almost every time something happens so even to pick up the ball if the ball is on the floor you have to roll to try and pick it up mm -hmm. and it can lead to characters just fumbling the ball again and it just rolls off somewhere else and this can happen multiple times so you can fumble the ball. Someone else tries to pick it up. They fumble it, and it's just bouncing. It's just complete chaos in kind of the the best way. Um, is there like so an yeah, I, element of skill to it, or is it more mostly just dice? Yeah, rolling? so there definitely is skill to it as well, um, kind of in the same way that Warhammer is like has a lot of luck. But if you are playing with someone who knows what those characters do and how to kind of mitigate bad luck, you know, characters can have different abilities. So. You have throwers, you have runners, you have tacklers, and they each are better at those things. So that kind of makes it a little more likely that you'll succeed. Uh, you can also, there are re-rolls, so you can use a, a limited number of re-rolls. Um, 
and if people get injured, for instance, you can you have like a limited uh, ability to just knock them out instead and uh, avoid them getting injured. Hmm. But there are other things. So, for instance, the weather can make a difference if you're playing with the weather rules. Ooh. So, if it's really hot, you roll for all of the characters on the pitch uh, at the start of I think each turn. Uh, and if you roll a one, basically they have heat exhaust exhaustion and they have oh. to sit it out. So at one point I had three people on the pit and the other <laughs> team had all of their players. Why would um, they keep them, take them all off? Don't keep three. <laughs> Very silly. It's just, it's it's that kind of a thing. Like it is, it's utterly ridiculous. It's so over the top. The dwarf, For instance, if you play as the dwarves, they have something called a death roller, which is basically a massive steamroller with spikes on. Um, what? But it's only if you use it in a turn, you it then gets sent off by the ref. So you get to use it basically one turn and then it's off. But obviously it's a massive, like deadly steamroller. So you can just trample people with it. So imagining the ref running alongside it like with a whistle like holding up a red card. It is like it's it's really, really fun. And like I say, I I don't care for sports at all. Like I have no real interest. Um, but it makes sports fun and interesting. Because it's so, it is just pure over the topness. It's yeah. you know, people getting sent on floor, people just falling over. There's like pratfalls, um, <laughs> like people with butterfingers just like bouncing a ball around. Mm. It's and it's super entertaining. Uh, and I think one of the nice things is your teams aren't huge. Mm. You know, it's like a hand a handful of models, um, depending on how many substitutes you want to have and so on. Mm. So it's not that you have to build a huge Warhammer army. You can just have a few. Um, players and those players you can have like it depends on the team you're playing as and what their skills are so you can have like fewer characters but maybe they are like stronger you can have more characters and they're faster but weaker that kind of thing mm. um and each of the factions kind of have their own benefits so yeah i'm i'm really kind of looking forward to checking out the new blood bowl which i think count last year maybe even 2020 now mm. um second season i think is what it's called I think the new game is based on those rules mm. so they've made some changes but yeah bubble's really good fun it's just it's really really fun i'm intrigued yeah sounds yeah. like um, uh, a less scary version of sports even though it's called blood ball so that says a lot but yeah <laughs> yeah i think that is it as well it's like there are there are some sports games out there but they try to really model after they're like almost too simulationist mm. And this is, it's not as complex as Warhammer. Like you're still kind of working out like throwing distances and probabilities and stuff like that. Mm. But because it's kind of in this recognizable format of a football match, you know, it makes a, it's a lot easier to think about, okay, I'm going to lay out my models like this because I want this person to throw to that person. Mm. So they're going to run up the side. Um, and, but it's more interesting than for me, sports. Yeah because stuff happens. It's not just kind of like 90 well, minutes of really? kicking it back and forth yeah. and no one scores, you know. Yeah, I, it's I The whole point of it is to come into like contact with each other. And yeah, it's yeah. great. Cool, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. I'll be taking a look. Uh, mm -hmm. That's about all I played, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there's, there's been a lot going on. So yeah, lots, lots of dice throwing, it turns out, which I didn't consider till now. Just played Liar's Dice, mm. played DRC, then I played Blood Bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, I, am, I do want to play the new Yu-Gi-Oh! app at some point, uh, which we'll, we'll get onto in a bit. Mm. Uh, but Master Duel came out this week. Uh, I played a bit of the last one they did on Switch. I can't remember the name of now. It's something uh, convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably more involves the word duel of legacy of the duelists maybe legacy of the duelist maybe, yeah. i played a bit of that and it was hey you're a kid at this school 
now everyone at the school wants to play Yu-Gi-Oh with you. Wow. Uh, which was, yep, yeah, that's not a school I recognize, but. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I wish. Your <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I played a bit of that. Um, I've spoken about Yu-Gi-Oh before because I got really, I got deep into the kind of stripped down Yu-Gi-Oh a few years back, Duel Links, which was the mobile app. And then Speed Duel, which was the kind of physical version they made based on the app, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of the more complex rules out of Yu-Gi-Oh. So it takes out um, the more kind of advanced summoning rules. It takes out some of the like bigger chain stuff and extra decks uh, and is designed to play in five minutes rather than like 20, 30. Mm. Uh, and that I really, really liked. Uh, yeah. And it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's wet my appetite for more Yu-Gi-Oh because mm. I love, I love card games. But sometimes it's just, particularly with things like Yu-Gi-Oh, with Pokemon, with Magic, mm. it's hard to know how to get into them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping the Master Duel, uh, which yeah, just just popped up this week, like no no pre-announcement, no fanfare, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. bam, here it is. All right. uh, and now it's bigger than Grand Theft Auto and Apex on Steam. Well, there's more people playing it, mm. uh, which is wild. <laughs> uh, but we'll get onto that. Yeah. Uh, first of all. Uh, let's go quickly through some of the more recent news. Uh, I'll also say, hey, if you're listening live or watching in the chat, hello, thanks for being here. Uh, let us know if you've got some questions for us for the end of the show. Uh, they can be about anything you want. Just ask us anything. Uh, or you can email podcast at dicebreaker.com if you're listening to this after the fact. Uh, but hmm. yeah, hey, please do email. In the chat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, let's do some news quickly. Alex Meehan. Tell us about these new D&D books. Mm, I'm in the chopper in the Forgotten Realms. Uh, yeah, I hope this giant crab monster, I don't know what it's called, tries doesn't try to kill me and eat me. Um, um, Alex, me, before you jump into the crab monster's mouth, question mark, um, I will just quickly say that, we, that we've got a new member, well, a continued member of Dicebreaker Plus, for seven months, it's Edward Suter. Um, and they have written in the chat, uh, for cues later, what's an interesting creative way uh, you slash your players? If ever everybody come by in an RPG, I recently punted a goblin in the groin, crit and instantly killed them, and scared to scared the second one to silence. So that's going to be an interesting one for later. But thank you yeah. so much, Edward Suter. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah. We will we'll come to that momentarily. Yes. Ooh, that's groin punch. <laughs> <laughs> Been a, there has been a lot of groin talk. Yeah, stony groins. Yeah, uh, stony groin. Yeah. Check up Which... yesterday's live stream if you want contacts for yeah. that. Yeah. I need it. Right? Okay. Yeah, go and watch it. <laughs> um, uh, True says, pretty sure the crab monster's called Roy. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, the crab monster I'm referring to is on the front cover of the new. Um, Modern Kanan presents colon Monsters of the Multiverse, um, an upcoming source book uh, for Dungeons and Dragons 5e. Uh, now, the interesting thing about this one is it was supposed to come out last year uh, in a gift set that was due to come out just in time for the holidays, so you could buy it for your loved ones, etc. Alas, unfortunately. Uh, supply chains are causing issues all around, especially in the tabletop world, yeah. and especially to wizards. Um, of the coast, yes. not just wizards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah especially to wizards of the coast, p- publisher of D&D. Yeah. Inland wizards are fine. 
yeah, don't worry yeah, about well. it. I don't know if it's affecting the wizards. We're running out of wizards. <laughs> it's probably yeah, yeah. wizard supply chain. <laughs> uh, so now it's being released uh, via... So the, the first time you can get it um, uh, through a gift set that we also wrote a news piece on, uh, on January the 26th. January the 25th. Uh, And this gift set is an expansion one that includes Monsters of the Multiverse, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. It is essentially your go-to from having the Player's Handbook and the Dungeon Master's Guide. This is kind of like like a compilation of the next next books that you might need to make more complicated campaigns and have access to various monsters, NPCs, and playable species in D&D. Uh, this particular book, Monsters of the Multiverse, is another one of these kind of catalogue books, I like to call them, which is where they're not really, they're not a source book that's based on a particular setting. They're more like a compilation of various information that you might want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has uh over 250 different monsters and they've kind of rejigged the monsters a bit to streamline them and make them easier to use and also some monsters that previously only had kind of a mention have now got their own full uh stat box etc uh there are also 33 playable species included in the book that are compiled from the history of 5e essentially uh, including for the first time in print, Tortles. Ooh. Yeah, so before Tortles were an official D&D thing that you could get for a little booklet or online, most likely. But uh, now they've been included in this book for the first time. Uh, another interesting thing to note is that fairies and the hair race that I can't remember, the hair species, har- that's the one. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to be included in this book for the first time, but because this was delayed, they were actually introduced in Wild Beyond the Witch Light. Yeah. There you go. But essentially, this book is just designed to provide playable species and monsters uh, in one book. Uh, they've also been somewhat changed in a similar fashion to Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, where uh, suggested... Do, 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 do. What's it called? Attribute ability oh, really? increases. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, ability uh, score increases. Yeah. Ability score increases have been removed for, spe- for species. So you just pick what ability scores you want from the bonuses provided. Uh, and also suggested alignments are not in this book. Hmm. And that seems to be what they're going with. Uh, forward, uh, which is a fine step in a in a, you know it's a step in the right direction, but I don't think it's enough personally. And I did present a question to uh, the presentation that we were given about you know what wizards are planning to do regarding you know making alterations about negative perceptions of certain species and how that's caused problems with. You know, just bad vibes. Uh, with you know, people are kind of feeling a bit more welcome, and they did not respond. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's that. That. So um, that was a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. But um, 
also just in general uh this is my opinion not dice breakers but i don't like source books like this i think they're really boring um uh i wish they would stop doing these catalog source books because for the past several source books apart from Strixhaven, uh they've all been books like this where it's like tasha's cauldron and everything fizz bands treasury of dragons which no one cares about uh <laughs> and now this one which is yet another catalog and i'm just like you're really not doing much to make me interested in Dungeons and dragons right now this is of the coast uh apart from their campaign books seem to be interesting enough you could read more about that in an opinion piece i posted today Mm. over on dicebreaker.com yeah nice uh, I'll also give a shout out uh, for a video we did where Liv you spoke with Wills mm. about combat at D&D so hey yes. if, you, if you're after some D&D thoughts we got them yeah, uh, on the website and the, the channel so go and check them out hmm. I didn't say you can get Monsters of Multibus separately on May 17th uh, okay right so it's okay. out in the set first it's out in the gift set first that's quite a big gap. That's a it is, yeah. yeah. That's surprising. Bit naughty, uh, I think, but there you go. Yeah. Bit naughty. Uh, mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other one I'll give a quick quick announcement for, uh, which popped up this week, is the new Undaunted game, which is going to be set in Stalingrad. Um, yeah. So I reviewed Undaunted North Africa. Gosh, twenty. maybe that was a 2020 game as well. What is time anymore? Um, mm -hmm. That was the follow-up, of course, to Undaunted Normandy, which came out, I think, the year before that. Uh for those who don't know, they are deck building games that are also kind of tactical war games. So you control a small group of soldiers. Um, it's a two-player game, so you control opposing sides. So Normandy was like US forces uh, and German forces. Uh, North Africa, I think, was the British Army Long Range Desert Group and the Italian Axis forces. Um, they haven't confirmed what the forces will be in Undaunted Stalingrad, um, but the Battle of Stalingrad that was fought from 1942 to 43, I believe was um, Soviet Russia at the time, and then predominantly Germany, but also other Axis uh, powers involved. So yeah, they haven't confirmed that just yet. But the interesting thing with this is it's a standalone game, uh, as the others are as well. They've said it's the biggest one yet in the series. Uh, mm -hmm. They've described it specifically as a big box experience. Oh, um, goodness. One of the, the big introductions here is in the previous games, you had a dozen scenarios that were essentially standalone, but were designed to be played in an order because they followed a rough kind of narrative arc. Um, but you could you could just, you know, pick a mission out and it would be fine. You play it, it's self-contained, you move on to the next one. Here, they've added a proper kind of campaign mode where there are persistent elements um, across the course of the campaign, which they've said can run up to 15 missions, so it's longer as well. Mm -hmm. um, they've kind of hinted at some of those. They haven't said explicitly what some of them will be, but there's the suggestion that, for instance, if any of your soldiers are um, like uh, killed, like they may not be available in later scenarios. It's not a legacy game, so it's not like you're tearing up cards or putting stickers down, anything like that. You are just, you know, you're going through, but there are persistent elements that will run through the campaign, and then you can reset back to square zero. Uh, but they suggest that, you know, the outcome of different missions can then affect the course of both the Battle of Stalingrad, but also the war itself. They've been a bit vague about that. It might just be a bit of marketing fluff uh, to kind of hype up this connected campaign. 
but it's really interesting. I thought North Africa was a really, really good game. Um, it improved on what was already a really, really good game in Normandy. They added it was it was largely the same kind of um, gameplay in that you you have a deck of cards. They are unique for each side. You add cards that represent the troops, and you play those cards to then move your troops between like different squares on the the map, the battlefield, uh, and you can then, for instance try and claim objectives or fire at enemies, which you then roll a dice for, and it's calculated using range and terrain and all of that kind of thing. So it's like a proper war game connected to this deck building element that makes it a lot easier, I think, for people who don't want to spend ages like simulating wind speed and distance and like how much food you have left in your rations. Um, I think some of the drier elements of heavier war games, this falls much more um, kind of in a kind of mid midweight category i suppose you could say so yeah i'm excited for it for it i think like i say they've they've done really really good work in the last two uh and they seem to have come at the the historical side of it uh with an eye to detail and kind of accuracy as much as you can do in a deck building game mm-hmm. um they seem to be quite faithful um about like the representation of of the era and so on um so yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm interested to see what they add. Uh, but it's cool that they're making another one of those because they're good games. Cool. Mm. There we go. Uh, all right. After that, as I mentioned earlier, Ooh, one of the here other, we go. Here we go, everyone. Strap one of the in. other things that happened this week was the new Yu-Gi-Oh app hit. Uh, it's out on PC, uh, Xbox, and PlayStation, and Switch. I think it's coming to mobile later on. Konami have just said it. There'll be details soon, which means almost nothing. Um, but yeah, it's it's out. It's free to play. Uh, there's yeah, reception's been interesting. A lot of people seem to really like the presentation, but it is free to play. So there are things like gems and mm-hmm. card crafting. There are elements of that. Apparently, also there are no turn timers, so games can take a while. Uh, so yes, it's it's been interesting. I haven't played it myself yet. Wheels, uh, our unexpected <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh uh, champion, is is going to check it out. I think for a video hopefully this weekend. So yep. we will have something up on the YouTube channel. But his, his messages have been yes, he's been he's been yeah, having a great time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Yu-Gi-Oh, like I say, Yu-Gi-Oh is a game that I've always really enjoyed from the outside. I've never been, you know, I've never collected it to the same degree that I have other card games. Uh, and I think part of what makes it so fun is that there are a a lot of cards. It's been going since like 1999, so there are I think over like 15,000 cards or something ridiculous. Wow. But also many of those cards are like just very over the top. You've got massive robots. You've got kind mm-hmm. of like outlandish like monsters and all sorts. Um, like people will probably associate Yu-Gi-Oh with the anime, and it's very it very much feels like a card game that's grown out of an anime because uh, <laughs> it yeah it just has like a very kind of full on aesthetic, and the numbers are very big. Like they, yeah. like there are card titles that are like ten words long. So, with all this in mind, I thought it would be fun to play a segment that I have christened Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-Noh! Hey! (laughs) I've come up with a number of cards, card names. Some of them are real Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. Some of them are Yu-Gi-Oh! cards that I have made up. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, I used, like, a couple of them I used an online generator for, because I thought that would be funny to throw in there. 
Uh, that's the right. I've just stuck together myself. So it'd be interesting to know if you can spot the ones that I came up with. Oh, another uh, layer of gameplay. I love that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> look, it's a very well thought out game. Um, I am I'm going proud to... of you, Matt. Well done. Have a star. Your knowledge. Thank you uh, for the not condescending uh, <laughs> praise. Uh, I'm going to live in me and uh, mm. I'm going to test your knowledge of Yu-Gi-Oh! Or at least Yu-Gi-Oh! card names mm -hmm. by asking you Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-No! Yeah. I didn't hear that. We didn't hear any of what that was. Great. I think you. I think it was suppressed. I it was me. It was literally just me doing a little theme song, so <laughs> you oh, didn't okay. miss much. <laughs> uh, I will say, Liv and I have absolutely no knowledge of Yu-Gi-Oh beyond no. like, the obvious. Is there any chance you've included Blue Eyes White Dragon? Is this yeah. any chance? Blue Eyes White Dragon is not on. Oh. Neither is Pot of Greed. Neither is Kurbo. Um, neither is like Dark Magician or. So on. <laughs> is there a card that's just called the trap card? Is that? Uh, no. Well, we might get onto that. There are oh! trap cards. So. All right. Okay. Uh, this. So this list does. It's a mix of monsters. It's a mix of traps and spells. Uh, so. Okay. Let's, play. <laughs> <laughs> let's play. Let's play Yu-Gi-Oh! Or Yu-Gi-No! There are quite a few of these, but we'll see how far we get. I just I started having too much fun with it. Amazing! I'm excited. Okay. First up, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-No! World Carrot Weight Champion. World Carrot Weight Champion? World Carrot Weight Champion. Carrot Weight, all one word. Weight spell like uh, mass. Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that, is that yes? Yeah. Okay, Yu-Gi-Oh! Right. is a yes. Yu-Gi-No! is a no. I didn't gotcha. expect you to use those as answers, but now it's in force. It's happening now? Okay, great. Um, Yu-Gi-No! Uh, okay. One saying Yu-Gi-Oh! One saying Yu-Gi-No! I can say World Carrot Weight Champion. Is Yu-Gi-Oh! is a real yeah! card. <laughs> uh, I think it's got a big, a big bunny on it, doesn't it? Uh, it is, it is a, a living carrot. It's uh, a carrot! It's a living carrot. That's um, not what I was expecting. I was expecting a big rabbit that, that ate expects. the carrot. Uh, I was, is it like a really ripped carrot? Is it really buff? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I it is. I see this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-Oh! Four-starred Ladybug of Doom. Four-starred ladybug. Four-starred ladybug of doom. So four hyphen starred, as in like it has four stars. Yeah. Ladybug of doom. I know stars are used as like a power symbol mm. in Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm, they are used to represent summoning level. Yes. Mm. I'm gonna go with Yu-Gi-Oh. She sounds too good to be true. <laughs> I can only Cynical, dream of the ladybug yeah. of doom. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Once again, we're splitting Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-No! I can tell you, four-starred Ladybug of Doom is Yu-Gi-Oh! It does exist yes! as well. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. <laughs> okay, up next. Mm -hmm. I just activated your trap card. You're in all caps. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, this uh... is this has got to be true, but I, I can't... No, no. Yu-Gi-No! <laughs> Oh, wow, okay, another Yu-Gi-Oh! So no, I just refuse any of them to believe any of them exist. <laughs> refuse to believe a Yu-Gi-Oh! exists. Yeah. Um, I will say Yu-Gi-Oh! as well. Okay, I think a double Yu-Gi-Oh! I, mm -hmm. I think it's too much of a meme, and I don't think Konami are actually that into the memes. 
uh, I can't tell you whether Konami are into the memes, but I can tell you it's a Yugi No. It's all yes. came up with. All right, very nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. once oh. again, so is this too true? good to be true? Aaron Winmai says, ironically, mm. four-starred Ladybug of Doom only has three stars. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I think the picture, the actual ladybug, has four stars on its wings or its shell. Oh, mm, okay. It's only got three power stars. Mm -hmm. Yes, three something stars. Something, uh, whatever. Okay, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Parrot Dragon. Ooh, Parrot Dragon, you say? Hmm, it's spelled exactly like it sounds. Parrot Dragon. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> wow. I... <laughs> From I'm going with my gut, and my gut says no, 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 apparently. I'm going to say Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, -Oh, it is, Yu-Gi-Oh is a real yeah. Come on! It's got to, they've got to be fake oh, eventually! I, be I believe in the heart of the cards, Lou. I don't! <laughs> blue eyes, white dragon, no, white dragon, blue eyes, keep losing. <laughs> it means. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Evil Walnut. Evil Walnut. Evil Walnut. Okay. That sounds like something you find. Spell like the real, real life Walnut. Yu-Gi-Oh! Bowl at Christmas. Yu-Gi-Oh! It's going Yu-Gi-Oh! It's gonna be. It's gonna be a no. For the first time. Yeah, I want. want it to be true. I want that Walnut. Walnut Walnut. That's a tactic I I can absolutely respect. It's like I will will it into existence. Yeah, when I say Yu-Gi-Oh, this, this is my deck <laughs> that I'm preparing. Oh, evil not deck. Yeah, yeah, evil wanted deck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm gonna go off of that. Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. It is Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm too good at this. Uh, okay. My evil wanted deck. This, is this it for the rest of the day? Uh, it could be. I'm having a great time. Uh, <laughs> Right, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-Oh! -No, uh -huh. Serve it to you. So that's spelled S-E-R-V-E-T... Sorry, I-T-U-Y-A, mm -hmm. comma, Deadly Tablecloth. So it's Serve right. it to you, Deadly Tablecloth. Table that's Yu-Gi-Oh! -No from me. <laughs> deadly Tablecloth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ian, just go against whatever I say and then you will surely win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the meta tactic. Mm -hmm. What did you say? I said Yu-Gi-Oh! -No to that. <laughs> You're thinking about it. Serve it to you. What is it? Deadly tablecloth. Deadly yeah, tablecloth. Obviously. What do you think about that deadly tablecloth, man? What do you think? Not I'm deadly enough for you. Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm gonna go. Okay, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. Hooray! <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I did wonder if it was something that you'd concocted in your brain. It was indeed that. Deadly uh, tablecloth. Listen to that voice. <laughs> All right. Next up, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm. Harpy Lady Sparrow Formation. Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Sparrow Formation. You just want this to be true so you can be a harpy lady. Uh, yeah. Here is my harpy lady deck. <laughs> That'd be cool. Now... Hmm. Yeah, I'll go Yu-Gi-Oh. Both yeah, going Yu-Gi-Oh. Deadly formation. That's the problem. Uh, I can tell you, it is Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. Real card. Excellent. Yeah. Got my deadly go. lady deck. Wait, what are they called? Yeah. <laughs> Harpy. Harpy lady Harpy sparrow, sparrow formation. Sparrow formation. Harpy I just, lady. I drew the deadly sparrow formation. Yeah. 
Sorry, yes, of okay. course. Next up, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-No! A wing beat of giant dragon. Ooh. A, a wing, wing beat, beat of, of giant, giant dragon. Of giant dragon. I feel like, Matt, I feel like this is something you put in as like a red herring. And I think so. I think it's, I think you've designed it to make it sound real. So I'm going to go Yugi no. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that is the idea of all of the ones. Like, no, but like yeah. particularly here. I don't know if that speaks to the quality the of the ones yeah. so far. I've, I'm wising up to your tricks, Matt. So. Oh, your tricks. Yeah. You're, uh, so you're going, you're going Yugi no. Activate your trap card. Yeah. Yeah. My, my um, card's what what is it again? A wing beat of giant dragon. Could be a spell. Could be. I'm imagining. It wouldn't be a minion. It would be a monster. Mm. A wing could be a monster. It's attached to a monster. A wing beat. Yeah. It's like a concept, not really a. Yeah. yeah it's like an action. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. Yu Gi Oh! You're going Yu Gi Oh! Okay. Uh, and Liv, you went Yu-Gi-No. No. Okay, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-No. It is Yu-Gi-Oh. It's real. Yes. What is the point? No. <laughs> a wing beat of giant dragon. A wing beat of giant dragon. Yes. That's uh, um. Yeah, I'll put that on my car. All right. Uh, next Great. up, <laughs> pyrotastic motorcycle. Oh my goodness gracious! Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Motorcycle. Pyrotastic motorcycle. Pyrotastic motorcycle. motorcycle. Pyrotastic motorcycle. <laughs> um, Yu Gi Oh. Clip, Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. I'm also going to go Yu Gi Oh. I the think. Double Yu Gi Oh. I think it's something that you've made up. You got me. It is a Yu Gi Oh. Yes. Uh, Aaron Winmay said, "Stop trusting your instincts, Liv. No, never. No, <laughs> cute. <laughs> uh, okay, we're we're getting through these. Uh, next up, Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh. Magical pigeon. <gasps> Yu-Gi-Oh. I want this card. Yeah, need it. Where is it? Well, is it real? That's the question. That's it the question. could exist. Real. Actually, no, Liv it's Yu-Gi-No. <laughs> oh, you're changing okay, your changed. Okay, Liv's turned around and Liv's saying Yu-Gi-No. Yeah. I don't know whether you put this in, this, in, in here just to tempt me. I do know of your affinity for pigeons. Yeah. yeah. You do, you do know pigeon. how much I love pigeons, mm -hmm. particularly magical ones. Yeah. On the way back from Essence, all, all you were talking about. Yes. Pigeon yeah. this, pigeon we that. We spent a long time on that, tra that train station <laughs> platform just looking at pigeons. <laughs> there was a lot of great pigeons to look at. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll put that in my tourist review of Essence. Mm -hmm. Great pigeons. Good pigeons. 10 uh, out of 10 pigeons. Um, I'm going to say Yugi No. I think it's You're a both trap. going Yugi No. Yugi No. Okay, I'm afraid it is Yu-Gi-Oh. It is a real. Oh my god, I Mia! Points. Why would you agree with me? Uh, <laughs> of, of magical pigeon. Magical right. pigeon. Oh, yeah, I can't believe you doubted the magical pigeon. You can never harness his power. You never doubt the magical pigeon. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought he put it in there as a trap. Mm, it was a trap it's a trap card. card yeah. Next up, Yu-Gi-Oh uh, or Yu-Gi-Oh? Doctor Centaur. Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Dr. Centaur. That, Dr. Centaur, Centaur of Love. Dr. Centaur, uh, It doesn't say husband. that here. That's not what I have on my card. It but... should say that. <laughs> okay, Liv, you're going Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! You're going Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> it's Yu-Gi-Oh! Hooray! <laughs> Dr. Centaur! Centaur Dr. of Cent Love! Nah. Centaur of Love. <laughs> centaur and the Centaur. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. It's like more 
Yugi-Oh! 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 yugi that it is just a little acorn person. Oh, I know arms it. And legs. Oh. I knew it. I can visualize it right now. Oh, that's what I wanted, like, evil acorn to be or whatever it was called before. Uh, <laughs> that was not real. Yeah, yeah, that's one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Next up, yeah. We're coming oh. into the, the final stretch. Oh, oh. Well, we're in the final stretch now. Here we go. Yu-Gi-Oh! or Yu-Gi-Noh! Dragon, dragon, dragon of dragons. Oh, oh Yu-Gi-Oh! Dragon of Dragons. Yu-Gi-Oh! All the way. That's a, that's a live saying Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Ultimate Dragon, 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 Dragon of Dragons. Yeah, exactly. Like, you need somebody to take does... to kick Blue Eyes by Dragon off their pencil, you know? It does like... Yu-Gi-Oh! does like dragons. Mm -hmm. It does, you yeah. know this. I'm going to say Yu-Gi-Oh! I think it's a Matt Jarvis trap. Yu-Gi-Oh! So, lives Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu -Gi -Oh! means Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm. It's Yugi No. Oh, yes! I they do love a dragon, so mm. I just put a lot of dragons. <laughs> Smell the Matt Jarvis on that. Okay, well, I said we're entering the home stretch, but we've got a few more to go because okay. these, oh these are fun. Oh my goodness, Matt, right how many bottom. did you make? Not that many. I, I mean, I, yeah. We're, like... we're 20 past. It's fine. Oh, uh, it's fine. only going to take it. We've got five more. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yugi Oh, Yugi No. Ant Eater Eating Ant. All one word. Yu Gi Oh. That's not four separate words. That's one word. Ant that's, eater eating ant. That's my boy. <laughs> Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. Right. Therefore, you should say Yu Gi No. <laughs> yeah, that's I think thing. I'm gonna say Yu Gi No. I don't think it's real. I I think they would hyphen them, hyphenate that. <sighs> You've sort both of thing. frozen for me. Oh, uh, you frozen for us too. So it's all good. <laughs> oh no, it's the Yu Gi Oh. Oh, it's, it's the Ant Eater. The Ant Eater. <laughs> Oh, it's hacked into the system. It's eating the ants. Um, <laughs> it's all the all the bugs. Yeah, eat these these technical bugs for us, please. Yeah, please, anteater, eater, eater ant, ants, whatever it's called. <laughs> Bring your dragon friend along. Yeah, great. Uh, Liv, did you uh, watch the Yu-Gi-Oh anime when you were a youngster? I I did actually. I did for a fair stint. Yeah, no, I got quite into it. I think I had a few Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, oh. but I was also more of a, uh, the Beyblades girl, you know? Ah, uh, you more into the Beyblades. Yeah, I love me some Beyblades. Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, mm. I got distracted by a match. I was saying, help, I'm stuck in the frozen time dimension. Uh, oh, there he is! <laughs> and I'm back. Yeah, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Okay, wait, so, Antis are eating ant, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh... Anteater eating ant is Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! It is a real card. <laughs> Excellent news. Okay. Four more, right. Yu-Gi-Oh, uh -huh. Yu-Gi-Oh, ghost beef. Yu-Gi-Oh. Ghost beef. That's definitely some kind of spiritual I'm cow thing. I'm going to say Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it's Matt Jarvis' trap Yu -Gi -Oh, card. Yu-Gi-Oh, There's definitely it a is. cow flying around. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah! I'm, losing my, I'm losing my lead! <laughs> nah, I'm sure you'll be fine, me. <laughs> We're into the last three. I can tell you that me and you have 11. Liv, you have eight. So there is a chance <laughs> oh, to catch. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, no. Oh, here we are, Let's go speak. Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Interplanetary purply fawny dragon. 
So interplanetary purply fawny is one word. Then the word Inter dragon. What? Inter In what? Interplanetary purply fawny dragon. Purply fawny. What purply fawny? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Yu-Gi-Oh just because it's another dragon. And I think with the previous dragon being a no, I think this is a Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I still don't know what it's called. It's a purple dragon and in, in full of with lots of fauna. Hmm. Interplanetary purply fawny dragon. Like interplanetary purply fawny is one word. Yugi no. Okay, Yu Gi Oh, Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh. Yes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Let's go. Two more. Liv, Liv could, could catch here. Okay. Penultimate Yu Gi Oh, Yu Gi No. Mm -hmm. Just bat. Just bat. <laughs> Yu Gi Oh. Just I've, bat. I've got to go with Yu Gi No. Okay, Yu Gi Oh, Yu Gi No. Yugi no. Point again. <laughs> oh, get absolutely oh. wrecked, man. <laughs> final, final Yu-Gi-Oh! Yugi no. Right. If live, if you're currently on eleven to ten. Mian's on eleven. It's on ten. Yu-Gi-Oh! Or Yugi no. Bubbly, 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 troubly. All one word. <laughs> bubbly, 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 troubly. Yugi no. I've got to go with a Yu-Gi-Oh, and I'm like, I was, I was, I felt Yu-Gi-Oh. My, Yu -Gi -Oh, my bones. Yu -Gi -Oh, no, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. No. It's not. Oh, it's the point. So the final, the final a scores shame. of a this shame. thrilling, thrilling battle of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Yu -Gi -Oh is Mian twelve, Liv ten. Very close. It's a shame. Well played. It's a shame. GG's all round. It was that Liv was evil, the up. evil walnut. Really ruined evil it for me. <laughs> really got me. You, the yeah. fake evil walnut. Yeah. There we go. Uh, it's that, always been that, everybody was Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-No! Uh, I really want to just back card. <laughs> All uh, right. Thank you so much, Matt. That was a that was a good one. I as, really as liked... you can tell from the long list, I had I had a good time coming up with those. It's uh, a lot of fun. Even just looking them up. That, that's a deep insight into you know <laughs> just your what you just. You know, enjoy doing. Thank like, you to uh, to Sarah, my wife, who I tested those on as well, and she did very well. <laughs> I've never played Yu Gi Oh before, but I think that's just because she knows how I work. This is true. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's so, really good. Okay. Thank you, Matt. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Does that mean uh, well played? Liv, does that mean Liv gets sent to the Shadow Realm? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, and yeah, you, know, uh, you are. You've, you've activated the, my trap card, oh, uh, no. etc. Uh, okay, let's move on to emails. Uh, of course, if you're watching live, you can drop a question in the chat. Emails. For us. Oh, there we go. Uh, every Friday, we're live from 2 p.m. GMT, <laughs> or you can email podcast at dicebreaker.com. You can find us on Twitter at joindicebreaker, and we appreciate all your messages and questions, oh, we do. Uh, no matter um, what they're about or how long they are. So, thank you very much to all those who send them in. Well done, uh, sir. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Uh, okay, Liv, would you like to pick this one up from Edward, the super chat we had earlier? Yes, absolutely. That's one that I can see. <laughs> As opposed to, to me not having the the the, the talk up. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm streaming. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's an interesting slash creative way you slash your players have ever avoided combat in an RPG? I recently punted a goblin in the groin, crit, and instantly killed them and scared the second to silence. 
Excellent, Moment. Edward Souter. Moment of silence yeah, for uh, yeah. Goblin Groin. R.I.P. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for being yeah. a Dicebreaker Plus uh, mm-hmm. member. Uh, yeah, That's VIP good. for seven months. Yeah, thank Wild. you so much. Thank you. Uh, sorry about the cats video. Uh, <laughs> that is, that's cats the movie, not me our pets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we like the pets one. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought you meant my cats. I was like, fair enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, we would never mean that. Uh, avoided combat. Hmm. Mm. Avoided the thing is, I combat. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Is I can't think of a time where I avoided combat because mm. normally. I play characters who rush in and then do something silly. Mm. I'm mm. genuinely trying to rack my brains for a time where we just like skipped combat or ran away. Mm. I I'm mean, sure that happened times. Uh, the recent Avatar campaign that we we've actually finished, or at least put on hold for now until. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Before RPG comes out mm-hmm. later this year. Um. My character managed to, well, we sort of just stopped combat uh, while, like, the other uh, characters in the group were sort of engaging in a fight with this uh, Fire Nation kind of authority figure. Uh, My character went and rounded up the locals and kind of riled them up into a a sort of riot. Frenzy. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, and then brought them over to this authority figure and said, uh, you need to stop doing that, otherwise we're going to get involved. Mm. And then that authority figure was like, uh, okay, I will, <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, um, yeah, that was fun. Mm. I like doing that. Because it, it, it not only played into the strengths of my character, which is... Uh, she's someone who thinks creatively on the spot and that's kind of what she did in this scenario Mm. of seeing oh no we're currently well not outnumbered but you know we we we're not uh in the superior position Mm. and kind of looked around and um saw what was available to stop this uh but also uh she's uh one of the people so yeah. you know, like giving giving the people the power to to fight back on their own mm-hmm. uh, against Freedom the, the Fire Nation authority. So I enjoyed that. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's my answer. Yeah. Um, I'll mention that I'm currently in a campaign where there are hags involved. <laughs> um, I won't name any names, um, but. Um, uh, you yeah you basically the goal of the campaign is to stop the hags from doing what they're doing um and you're supposed to l- level up every time you have an encounter with the hag um each time we've just avoided combat i'm very ex- i'm very surprised at us like we um i think the first time we met a hag it was basically like we are we are too scrawny to be fighting this this entity um so we kind of um accidentally opened up a door which that she was sat in she was sat in the room having tea with somebody we were like goodbye and we just closed that door um <laughs> lovely to see you but no um but um yeah we like kind of all scattered and ran to different parts of the, of the house 
uh, it was looking a bit dicey for a while, but then we just kind of like um, slid into a into a exit, like a little trapdoor, and we fled, which isn't as heroic as I would like. But the last time we came in contact with a hag, we just kind of did the whole political, just kind of like, hmm, and what if we were to do this for you, and blah, 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 and, um, and uh, got a bit of information and made a deal. Don't encourage making a deal with a hag, but we did that anyway. So yeah, now the, the, basically what is like the big bad of this campaign, we have just been kind of skirting around and fighting, finding alternatives to, to fighting. So that's been pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Befriend the hag. I thought about it. Cause like, they just seem <laughs> kind of like they're doing their thing, you know? And I'm and like, hmm. I could, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You could at least I be moots, you know? Yeah. Just. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. Good question. Yeah, uh, that's great. Great question. Uh, Matt, do you I have would... one or? To be honest, I can't think of any. So I was, mm. I didn't want to like just ruminate here for ages. I've definitely been part of uh, groups where, like, you may be surprised to learn that things have gone off the rails, and so we've mm. like avoided things that the DM or GM has set out. Um, but in terms of, I do, I do like when you resolve a battle by kind of talking it out. But that sometimes means getting into battle first. Mm. So I don't know if we've, at least not to memory, like ever avoided combat entirely. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's like we get a couple of rounds in while trying to talk at someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything at the moment. I'm sure there must be one. There's probably yeah. one on the channel somewhere. Yeah, that's literally. Well, yeah, true. Uh, I was going to say that's literally the subject of um, our recent video that me and Wheels put out mm-hmm. uh, about how to uh, avoid RPG combat if you don't want to, you know, if, if you'd rather do something else. Uh, that's on the channel right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for your question. I will read this one from Charlie Efridge Nunn, who says, what other real-world sport should be given the Blood Bowl treatment? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that the answer's already kind of there, because Rumble Slam exists, which is Blood Bowl, but for wrestling, oh. uh, which I think is a really good idea, and I want to play more Rumble Slam. In terms of other sports, I feel like maybe like Highlight would be a good one, uh, or Squash, or another game where you're kind of like mm-hmm. pelting sports like projectiles very quickly either at a wall or other people mm-hmm. uh that might be a fun one bobsled 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 would actually be really yeah like bobsled in the same vein as like downforce or mm. rally man i can see like having to manage where you are on the track mm-hmm. i like that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> me and anything come to mind me in sports <laughs> ice skating i'm all about the ice ice hockey yeah mm. about ice, uh, winter sports mm. Uh, I know, water polo. <laughs> you are so done. <laughs> you like <Yeah>. sports. <laughs> I know, just ride around on on mythical creatures, like oh. a cowl with five humps. Mm. I like that. I feel. I want to say that there was. It's it's only tangentially related to water polo, but there, I think there's a new card game coming up that's based around synchronized swimming. Oh, so I'm kind that... of intrigued to see how that works. I think it's called sink or swim, but the sink That's... might sink or anized. I don't know if I've remembered water polo properly. I don't think it's the one where you ride animals. No. Nope. Oh, I yeah, think no. that might just be polo polo, but I think... Oh, that's polo polo. Yeah. I don't know what water polo is. Water polo is like you have the, the nets, the stick nets, and then you just yeah. like... Blah, 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 and I think it's, around. it's basically the same game, but one you're riding around on horses and one you're swimming. Yeah. But I, I don't know. What about both? What about both combined, where it suddenly ride, flips? No, you ride around on a fish. Oh, I was thinking oh, okay, of a yeah. seahorse myself, but yeah, like a big seahorse, but 
No, I want to. No. Sound, sound of crab. Right. This is Roy from earlier. It'll be crab. Yeah. Yeah, Roy. Oh, yeah. nice. Sound of crab. And, and you're just, and you're like, oh no, I forgot they only go side to side. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're the goalie, like, yeah. Uh, the, 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 the depth <laughs> into water because the crab would move along the bottom. So if other people had mm. like ones that went, but maybe that's the tactics. You can have yeah. some on bottom, some on top. Yeah, and exactly. Some, like floating in the middle like jellyfish. Mm, I'm just imagining oh, you like. You want jellyfish going around in there. Just your nose and eyes above the surface of the water going yeah. mm. back and forth. Very yeah. intimidating. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. Blitzball. Uh, <laughs> Mian, would you like to read this one from Kay Collier, please? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you could create your own D and D monster, what would it be like? Ooh. Liv, have you thought about this? I mean, I've got a lot of fears, so like, <laughs> so that's <laughs> helpful. Um, I think. Um, I would like to make something. I really, I really like the the idea of like a monster being able to blend in and then eventually spring a trap and like be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I'm imagining something. Yeah, like imagine a mimic, but like it's not a mimic. It's a it's a human mimic. It's, it's yeah. the thing. It's the thing. It's the thing. I'd make the thing. (laughs) Question done. I'd make the thing. Thank you so much. (laughs) Is that your answer as well, Matt? I was going to say that I would love, instead of like a big thing that's in front of you, Mm. something that's like almost more body horror ish. Mm. You know, it like it creeps into your blood or something, or it's it's inside you rather than like an external like opponent oh, and that might yeah. be interesting to them role play somehow yeah Isn't that a thing in Baldur's gate three the temple yeah you have the uh the mm-hmm. thing that goes in for your eye and you, uh, yeah, you gross yeah and hopefully they'll get it out it's not fully released hopefully. yet who can yeah. say um <laughs> uh what about you mean magical pigeon right was that real after yes yeah, magical pigeons real. Amazing. Amazing. Look that up. Where's the Yu-Gi-Oh D and D crossover? Book? Where it's what is the world it? Wants. Magical, magical pigeon. Magical yeah. Pigeon. Mm. Pige, pigeon. Pige, pige. Magical pigeon. Magical pigeon. Uh, oh, there he is. There it is. Oh, what? There it is. Those are doves. What? Those are doves. <laughs> it's a lie. It looks like a lie to me. Well, I mean, this is a thing I've always had a problem with. Mm. Dove, dove pigeon mix-up. Oh, you can't see, you can't see it. You can't yeah, see it. no. Oh, there it oh is, yeah. yeah, that is more of a dove. It's a yeah, dove. That is quite dove-like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kind of so this is a problem I've always had with the Pokemon Pidgey. Because mm-hmm. the Pokemon Pidgey doesn't look like a pigeon at all. It looks like a sparrow, I yeah. would argue. But they were just like the English version of the, the name of the Pokemon yeah. were like, what's Sp- a bird? Spiro does not look like a sparrow. sparrow no. no, it's a no. very pointy, unappealing bird. <laughs> oh, that's oh. so from Spiro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a Pokemon, I'm trying to remember what generation it is, called Pidov. And yeah. that looks more like a pigeon. That's a pigeon. Now that's mm. a pigeon if I've ever seen one. It's very cute. <laughs> uh, all right, let's have one last question. Liv, would you like to read this one from Space Cornet, please? I 
can't see the document. I'm terribly sorry, Matt. I will yeah. read this one from Thank Space you so Games. much. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on returning players to a game and being annoyed that it isn't like it was when they left, inspired oh. by returning to the Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel? Oh. A very timely question, which is why I've slipped it in at the end here. Oh, Thank you for your question. Um, yeah, I think one of the, the problems that I had with, with Yu-Gi-Oh! is that I think I played a bit of it when I was younger, but since then, an unspecified amount of time has passed since I was a child. Um, <laughs> it's a long time. We, oh, wow. Oh. Uh, and now, you know, in the five years since, uh, <laughs> a lot has, oh. <laughs> a lot has, uh, a lot has changed and it's just like layered mechanics. I feel like this is more a problem I have with video games where you go away and then they like patch it 20 times and everything mm -hmm. is different. But there are definitely, I think trading card games have it especially bad because they just layer mechanics on mechanics on mechanics with every set that comes out because mm. it needs to do something fresh. Uh, and games like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon where they don't have set rotation, like Magic the Gathering. Like Magic the Gathering, if you're playing standard, you only use the most recent sets. But with Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can build a deck with pretty much anything that's not yep. on the banned or restricted list yeah, uh, in, in the main kind of like formats. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... That's why I was really drawn to like Speed Duel and Duel Links is because it stripped all that out and I could understand what I was doing again. Oh, cool. um, I don't know if there's been a board game like it. I think some some games actually Eldritch Horror. Uh, Sarah and mm -hmm. I tried to play Eldritch Horror when we were dog sitting my mum's dog, Big Steve. Mm -hmm. uh, and Big Steve. Big Steve. <laughs> um, we took Eldritch Horror along because we love Eldritch Horror. We love Mansions. We like all the Arkham Horror games. Mm -hmm. And we sat down. We thought this will fill the evening. And we started to unpack it, and we have several of the expansions. And just unpacking it after, I think it must have been a year or two since we played last, mm. it was just so intimidating. It was mm. like, maybe we'll play something else. Because mm. relearning the game and then the expansions and having to sort through everything that's combined together yeah. is su such a big task. So, yeah. yeah. There you sense. go. There's my answer. Mm. Uh, me? I don't have an answer to this really. Like there aren't really games that I leave and then come back to like, I, ages afterwards. Yeah, I find that this is a thing more with video games, I suppose, because like with the amount of like patches and updates and stuff that, that can be brought into it. Like Apex Legends, for example, like there are there are like 50 more legends <laughs> available now than when I used to play it. Um, and it's all very new and scary and I don't know how to control them and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I feel like this is more like a, more apt for video games, I suppose. Um, but, uh, I, when I, when I first heard the question, I was thinking of somebody like leaving an RPG campaign and then coming mm. back ages later and rejoining it again, <laughs> which kind of works. Um, but, um, but yeah, I thought that was, good. that was kind of interesting. Um, mm. Yeah. Especially if there are new players and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Matthew Jarvis, can I answer the last one? Oh, yeah, sure. We can do that one quickly. Manus and Carla says, What's your favorite hot sauce, folks? Uh, mine is. Oh, my God. The... Okay. I'm... I can't remember what it's called specifically, so I'm going to describe the bottle to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it is a sriracha. Okay. It's probably one that a lot of people have seen quite often, mm -hmm. but it's one that I feel is the best. Is it the one with, uh, the, with, it, the, ant, with the bird on it? Is it a bird one? It's, the one, it's a goose one. Yes. So goose. it's one 
it's got the goose on it mm -hmm. uh they also do a sriracha mayo which is mm -hmm. the same brand and for a very long time my local sainsbury's stopped stocking it uh -oh. and it was it was terrible a terrible time <laughs> for me uh and i was trying to find it everywhere and the general answer i got was um they've got supply issues and i was like oh no this uh, board so games know this <laughs> yeah so i had to <laughs> that's the with... wizards First they took the wizards, then the hot now sauce. the hot sauce <laughs> Uh, so I had to deal with inferior products, uh, which were trying to achieve the same greatness as the goose. Yeah, the flying goose sriracha. Thank you, Nathaniel Abbey. Yeah. Uh, and just cannot hold a candle to it because uh, the uh, levels of garlic to chili in that sauce is excellent. I find a lot of sriracha sauces are too garlicky, not chili enough. And then you can just taste them forever for ages afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, I really like how thick it is. Uh, also, <laughs> shout out to Our Lady Jalu Chalula. We, we like Our Lady Chalula. She is also good. Mm. I like Sriracha. There's my answer. Yeah, I also like Sriracha. I like the red hot. Um, yes. Uh, that comes with dominoes sometimes. Mm. And good. you can get, I think you can get it in a bottle with a red top instead of a green. It's mm, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went through a, a time where I just put so much on everything because it is good. Mm. It's good. Eggs. It's good. So yes. Ratchet on eggs. Mm. Do it. Yes. All right. That is, that spice is... up your life. Yeah. <laughs> every boy and every girl, spice up your life. Uh, <laughs> That is our endorsement for Sriracha. Uh, and that is the end of this week's Dice Breaker podcast. Thank you for listening. If you've listened this far, thank you, Liv Kennedy, Thanks for joining us. So much for having me. Spice of be like. Thank you, Alex Meehan, for being here and your thoughts on hot sauce. It's great. Call me anytime when you need thoughts on hot sauce. I've been Matt Jarvis. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Friday from 2 p.m. GMT live every week. You can also catch us over on Spotify and iTunes if you want to listen to the audio version. Well, of course, you can find us on the internet at dicebreaker.com, youtube.com slash dicebreaker, and at join dicebreaker. But until then, this has been the Dicebreaker Podcast. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe out there and have a lovely day. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.